0: Welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast. With me, I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, clinical psychologist, and my co-host, Mick Berry, uh, who wrote a book with me called Stage Right about overcoming performance anxiety. And uh, our programs are about REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy which is Approach to Psychotherapy, devised by Albert Ellis at about 1955. He's no longer alive, but he wrote over 80 books on the subject. And uh, R-E-B-T stands for Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, as I said. And it uh, starts with the basic premise that our emotions come from our thinking about situations, not from situations themselves. And this goes back to the Greeks, Epictetus had a similar uh, insight into that. And our emotional problems come from our demands, escalating our preferences into demands. Because I prefer to do well and get your approval, I absolutely must. Because I prefer you treat me well, you absolutely must. And because I prefer my life to be fair, easy, and hassle-free, it absolutely must. Must be, and when you have emotional disturbance, then it comes from one of those demands. So look for your demand, demands, and then question, challenge, and contradict your demands. Today we're going to be discussing a subject near and dear to the heart of my co-host, Mick Berry. And this is about uh, the performing arts, <coughs> behavior therapy and the performing arts. And uh, the performing arts are practices formed by human creativity, such as painting, sculpture, music, theater, literature. There are visual arts. There are literary arts. There are performing arts. Uh, So Mick, do you want to start in with how REBT applies to the arts?
1: well first off um I want to correct you because you said we're doing RABT in the performing arts it's REBT in all arts and you mentioned visual art so that's not a performing art so REBT and the arts correct okay well I've been a musician most of my life I'm an actor I'm a stand-up comic I do one-man shows and I write and so i have a great deal of experience with the frustration that comes from trying to create something and the triumphs that come from creating things that are successful and wor- worth doing and rewarding and so i've used REBT extensively over the years and continue to do so in creating things and perfectionism is one of the big obstacles in creating something because i have found and most people find this that so much of what you create is no good eugene o'neill burned 60 plays near the end of his life he didn't want anybody to see them. i think it's too bad he didn't donate them to a university and say hey study this, this is what i did wrong in my opinion but somebody can maybe learn from it so in any case by Getting rid of the demand that I have to produce stuff that's good, I have to be good at what I do, I have to create successes, by getting rid of that demand, I'm then freed up to go ahead and create, and I don't share what I don't think is worth sharing, because I have a career that I'm concerned with, and I want I know that when you are successful with things, then you have a career if you throw out mostly garbage you're not going to get too far, but. If you demand that you have to produce quality work, then it makes it quite difficult to produce work of high quality, because you are constantly evaluating what you're doing rather than flowing and creating and then evaluating it later on and you also have a great fear to create whereas if you tell yourself i don't have to create great work i there's no guarantee of of me creating great work i can it is possible for me to produce things that are not of high quality so let me see what i can do to avoid that and produce things of high quality
0: yeah and uh When you have a must there, I must produce things of high quality. That's, as you said, gets you into trouble. And uh, although you could be, you could go for perfection, excuse me, you can go for perfection as a preference. I would like to do it perfectly, even though it's highly unlikely since I'm an imperfect human, but there's no reason I must do it perfectly. And even less than that, you You don't even have to do it outstanding in an outstanding way again, it would be preferable, but it doesn't have to be outstanding and even do something passably again as a preference, that's fine, but even if that even that modest goal, if you make it into a must, then it be turns into emotional disturbance. It must be passable or some level acceptable, Nick,
1: yeah, and I did want to say it's important to maintain the desire to produce something of high quality. If it's going to be rewarding for me, I like to produce something of high quality, and that's generally people who get involved in the arts. They want to produce something that is quite good. There, It is, as you said, it is possible to say, well, I like it to be perfect, but I don't have to have it be perfect. But then there is also the idea of, well, perfection in the arts is not really discernible anyway so I'm just not even going to worry about trying to create something that's perfect I'd I simply want to create something that's outstanding so you can yeah. go either either route there yeah
0: but if you have it as a preference then that normally doesn't lead to worry it leads to concern and motivation and uh being determined to achieve your
1: goals well, that's true if you only have it as a preference, but I'm saying yeah. you can even eliminate the idea of perfection altogether, you know, and just say, eh, what is perfect? I love Van Gogh. Some people don't love Van Gogh. I love Mozart, but I love Beethoven more than Mozart. Is Beethoven more perfect than Mozart? I wouldn't say he's more perfect. It's simply a matter of taste. Now, I will say one thing with the arts, and this isn't B T, but I think R B T has something to say about it and I'm sorry were you going to interject something there did I cut you off no you did not okay uh I believe Goethe said there are three criteria to evaluate art what is the artist trying to do is he or she doing it is it worth doing and so often the first question is not even answered uh the artist doesn't even know what he or she is trying to do And then is he or she doing it? So often people fall short of what they attempt to do. And then is it worth doing? That is a subjective opinion. Uh, So those three questions are very beneficial in creating something. But then if we apply REBT to that, we could say, what am I trying to do? Well, I don't know. Okay, I don't have to know what I'm trying to do, though. I'd prefer to know what I'm trying to do. And then am I doing it? Well, I don't have to succeed in attempting to do what I'm trying to do. I want to, but I don't have to. And then is it worth doing? I don't have to produce something worth doing. I can produce something that I would like to be worth doing that I'll find valuable and other people will find valuable, but it doesn't have to be worth doing. So even taking Goethe, who has nothing directly to do with RABT. you can apply rebt to those criteria
0: also in terms of the question is it worth doing there are at least two levels of whether something's worth doing and that is is it worth doing for others will others appreciate it enjoy it pay for it and then there's is it worth doing for oneself i uh have difficulty carrying a tune so i wouldn't sing for others but i like singing in the shower that's worth doing for me so uh <laughs> those those are the two levels
1: yeah yeah and that's that's a good point and i would say what does worth doing mean do people benefit from it there's another criteria in the arts that i've heard of what you want to do is entertain educate and elevate, three E's, entertain, educate, and elevate. And again, if we don't demand to do those three things, we're much better off. In stand-up comedy, you often don't do as well as you want. Every joke doesn't land as the way you want. And so you don't entertain there. But if you get out of the idea that you have to succeed you have to entertain it's much easier and i see comedians all the time adapt when they tell a joke and it doesn't land they will address this and admit to the joke falling flat and the audience generally appreciates them acknowledging the audience can see them going with the flow of the reality that the joke didn't land rather than getting upset and saying oh my joke didn't land that's um it's a terrible experience rather now ah, well I can blow it off and it's not that big a deal
0: yeah and also there's a fourth there's a fourth e to entertain elevate and educate and the fourth e is exit once you've done all those things don't go on and on and on but stop and uh, exit uh, you've already done what you wanted to do and what you wanted to accomplish so uh, have it have an end for it.
1: Well, I've I've never heard of that. However, then the question is, at what point do you exit? You know, but you you have a you make a good point, though, when you're done, I think uh, it's a good idea to wrap it up. And I think what can interfere and and I'm intrigued by visual arts. I don't paint. I don't want to paint. I'm happy not to paint because I would be just another enterprise for me to get involved in and obsess about. But um, and by obsess, I mean to just be totally engrossed in and skip meals and lose sleep and have a great time. But uh I'm curious how a painter knows when the painting's finished. That's a, that's a very intriguing question for me. How do you know when it's finished?
0: Yeah, uh, how do you know when to how do you know when to end it? And speaking of ending things, we know when to end our podcast. So, Sometimes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm trying to end it now. And uh, I'd like to thank Chris Rossini, Chris our tech engineer. If you had any thoughts about this, comment below. Give us a thumbs up. Suggest subjects you'd like to us to discuss. And um, volunteer if you'd like to be on our podcast. And we'll be happy to speak to you about anything related to REBT or emotional disturbance. And uh, also, I wanted to mention, I uh, have a teletherapy practice, so you could contact me at my website, 3MinuteTherapy.com, for more information. And uh, subscribe to the 3-Minute Therapy podcast to do what, Mick?
1: To stay on the rational side of life.